I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are taking a look at 1978's Crippled Avengers, also directed by Chang Ched, like the previous movie, and starring the Venom Mob. This is the second of the Venom Mob uh, films. And actually, I think some uh, some titles for this movie just straight up called it Return of the Five Deadly Films. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's actually in in the lineage the, the timeline. It's the third film. From oh, it's the, the third one, really? Yeah, yeah. The second film is a film that we might be talking about pretty soon. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, another title that this film was referred to as was Mortal, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but we were just well, saying before recording that it, but to see it spelled correctly with the C for yeah, combat is really weird. It's like, is is that right? That can't be right. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, Mortal so, Kombat. Uh, we've got a lot of the Venoma. We are missing uh, one character that we saw in our last film, and uh, that's Wei Pai. He doesn't show up in Return of the Five Deadly Venoms, so... Mm-hmm. It's only a return of the four of them, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we did, um, you know, you had Ching Sheng as like the sort the of hybrid. student character. Yeah, he was like the D'Artagnan of the Three Musketeers, kind of. <laughs> and so it's great having him back. And he also is behind the camera as uh, joining the action directing team. And mm-hmm. I've got to say the the choreography is such a giant leap forward um <laughs> yeah from from film to film we definitely got glimpses of um the venom mobs picking up a background in the five deadly mm-hmm. venoms and we sort of mentioned that the story is more of the focus on that film than wall-to-wall fighting um but god yeah i mean the, yeah cripple <laughs> avengers is just a tour de force of you know 1978 action and this stands up with uh, any of the great classic uh, kung fu films of that year oh yeah there's some parts of this movie that are just straight up two of the actors doing like a pecking opera routine yeah like, yeah. Uh, uh, like dancing around and, and doing flips and everything simultaneously and they lead into it with like good like sort of story reasons for those mm-hmm. things and it's just yeah really satisfying yeah, I like it. I like seeing um, just the athleticism behind um, what they're doing. There are, there are moments for me where it's like, are you guys really fighting right now? Or are you guys just dancing? <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> the it, very final fight, like there's luckily there's like a ring of final bosses before you get mm-hmm. to the end. But uh, for me, actually, the final, final fight was maybe the the least kind of exciting. And, and there was some of that because you have like four on one at, at some points. And it's like, OK, I think we're kind of just waiting our turn to sort of flip around and, and <laughs> yeah. slap the baddie. Yeah, when you have like three people versus one, it's going to kind of be it's I think it'd be pretty hard to make it look, I don't know, exciting for each character, you know? Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) We were talking a little bit about the Marvel Avengers films where they're packing (laughs) in like eight million characters 
and you know how do you please every fan of a character and mm-hmm. i mean you can even see that in this instance that we're talking about where there are four characters to balance out yeah totally i'm curious uh it seems like we all kind of agreed last week that uh lo meng was sort of the the, kind of our favorite character or the breakout star of that Mm. movie don't you think it's got to be philip kwok in in this film he's just i i actually think my favorite is chang Chang shang yeah Yeah, he's i think that he's given the most interesting material to to deal with in this he has the he has the like the most extreme oscar bait because he's like (laughs) he's playing the mental handicap which is like yeah but all these guys have like yeah could kind of claim you know award winning performances (laughs) yeah i think it's it's really cool to me that they're doing this thing where everybody has this disability but it actually makes each character in the film i think more interesting than the characters that in five venoms because Mm -hmm. i think so too um you know everybody has this kind of hurdle to climb over well it's connected to something very human it's Mm. like this is this is something that sort of happens in the real world more or less i mean maybe what chang shang goes through it's like a he has kind of a kung fu lobotomy or something um that's that that's perfect that's a that maybe is way to say it. super totally real but um <laughs> but yeah it's uh yeah there's something compelling about it and i mean just a super clever hook for a kung fu film i mean you can imagine that mm-hmm. being greenlit in one sentence um actually i think a yeah. lot of kung fu films of this period probably <laughs> yeah. work that way but still yeah it's a kung fu movie but <laughs> and yeah like you're saying it's um these disabilities they distinguish each of the characters but they also work in giving them kind of a counteractive superpower, which is also something that we think of. I mean, definitely in music, we tend to think of a lot of great uh, blind musicians as, you know, as almost like more exceptional than their mm-hmm. uh, sighted, uh, you know, counterparts or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this movie kind of explores that in a lot of, a lot of domains. I think that reflexively somebody would see the title crippled Avengers and being like, Oh, like what, what is this? But I mean, yeah, it's like a lot of Kung Fu titles where it's literally speaking. It, it does a good job, I guess, at describing the movie, but it's the kind of language that you wouldn't put in a title or like large on your poster or on your marquee yeah. over in the West. But that's, that's also something that we love about this era of Kung Fu films is you just occasionally run into these strange Mm. strange titles but there's um, yeah. scrolling through the the hong kong movie database looking up some of these actors some of the times i just want to watch one of the movies just because of <laughs> just the name the title. Yeah. which yeah. granted that's probably why they're called that <laughs> because someone right. flipping through like a you know a, a movie catalog or in a rental store would would look at it and be like oh okay i'll i'll, I'll check out attack of the joyful goddess <laughs> <laughs> right and um Crippled Avengers was popular enough that it inspired, you know, a couple other crippled films. I know Crippled Masters is uh, another film. And I think, yeah, there are literally like disabled uh, performers in that film. So, yeah, it's it's cool to see, I guess, the, the spotlight on, you know, disabled people in a kung fu film in the way yeah. that, they, you, you know, we got these. So uh it's there's definitely some exploitation in this film and um, for sure yeah but i i think that 
if you watch the film, it's not like it, it's never really like mocking the characters for having disabilities. Yeah, totally. It doesn't treat disabilities the way we'd be used to in the West or particularly, you know, these days. But it yeah, it isn't mocking them. They really are held up as as the heroes and you're meant to have sympathy with their situation. Um, and maybe early on in the film, you're you're sort of set up to pity them, but really you're rooting for, for these guys and they are like superheroes by the end. Superhero mm-hmm. Avengers. It's kind of a weird concept, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll and... work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And we definitely get Chang Che showcasing what we came to know in five venoms, this kind of manly, like camaraderie. Like, yeah, you, you see that even more so in this film when, um, each of these men are injured in their own ways and they find themselves uh, bonding over this uh, disability and overcoming these obstacles. It's it's pretty cool. And yeah. again, I think, yeah. Are there any women in this film? I don't no, believe I don't so. Think so. The mo- nope. Actually, the mother, the mother. In, the be- in the opening two minutes. Um, yeah, and... Uh, that's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. You know, this is, this is a really great uh, companion film to the f- the five deadly venoms and they're yeah they're really kind of balanced counterparts in a lot of ways um the first film is much more about kind of an ingenious and sometimes complicated plot and it's about kind of this uh this constant threat of maybe betrayal or revenge and death and this film is much simpler on the story side, but it's actually kind of a beautiful, pure three-act structure. You were saying, Carlos, before we were recording, it's like you can very cleanly divide this movie into thirds. And in the first third, um, our heroes kind of meet their <laughs> meet their obstacles, which leave them handicapped. And then mm. the second act is learning how to train despite uh, the those changes. And then the third act is them using those newfound powers um for you know for revenge but um yeah. it's yeah it's great because it's i feel like it's the kind of story you could tell in like a kid's picture book um <laughs> you probably should that. <laughs> actually that would be kind of an amazing um, <laughs> i draw that book. or like a little golden book with the cripple yeah, little golden with book. The, the shaw oh brothers blood gosh. splattered over the pages dude if somebody want like made a series of shaw brothers little golden books that I'd buy would, those. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Ah, I definitely watch. I definitely that too. What would you? What would you? Which ones would you adapt? You adapt this. You definitely adapt. Um, uh, Thirty Six Chamber as a little. Yeah, book. that would be great. All the training. Oh, that sequences. would be awesome. <laughs> I'd love that. I would. Maybe, I, maybe police story. <laughs> oh, dude, I do, that would be uh, great. That's, that's her brothers, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, do, just do Hong Kong classics. Mm-hmm. I think I would do Invincible Shaolin. That one would be really cool, too. Oh, sweet. Uh, oh, dude, instead yeah. of Golden Books, like Golden Harvest Books. <laughs> oh. Little Golden Harvest Books. There's something there. There's something there. There's totally, nice. totally something We'll workshop there. it. We'll, we'll take all this out so that no one steals our idea. The, or mag- the Magnificent idea. Butcher. That even sounds like that would be a sweet <laughs> little kid's book that you'd pick up. It would. Not knowing what you're getting into. Patent pending. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Well, speaking of not knowing what you're getting into, let's dive into this movie. But first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. 
A father and son, poisoned by acts of vengeance, have wreaked terror upon a village. Anyone who merely glances at them the wrong way suffers horrors that will change their lives forever. However, for a familiar group of young men, these tragedies will assemble them into an inspiring force of heroes that overcome their disabilities and take the fight straight to the men who left them to die. Cheng Cha and the Shaw Brothers Studio bring you the return of the Venoms. Reel back of the gruesome punishments of Mad Men. Watch the action fly off the screen as these men showcase astounding acrobatics, all while anchoring you with the struggles of human hardship. Marvel at the might of the crippled Avengers. I knew nothing <laughs> about this movie whenever I started watching it. Oh, so man. I kept thinking, well, who's who's the crippled Avenger? Because the very first thing we see is we actually get to see Dick Way at the beginning of this movie as well. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. <laughs> Once again, he's like, I'll be in your movie for five minutes. Yeah. There a is minute like more. kind of an extended family of the Venomov. And um, yeah, I think you could include Dick Way in them because he, he always shows he's up like in the cousins. Form. He's like the cousin's boyfriend. He's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. You just see him occasionally at, at events, you know? Yeah. And uh, Chin Su Ho that we've we seen in Fist of Legend and... Um, what was the um oh uh 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 Mr. Vampire Mr. Vampire yeah I was yes. going to say spooky encounters but no right right um he's shown up in he's kind of like the extended family of the Venom Mom as well man he's great but the but the beginning of this movie starts with uh Dick Way and these two other kind of goons storming this like castle this movie wastes no time this is in the yeah, first like minute we see these guys like storming this this fortress kind of not fortress this like compound and they're they're kind of just like we we need to find uh two tin toe and they can't find him so they chop off his wife's legs and his son's arms oh yeah, yeah. And, and the best dubbing <laughs> line that's so good still i don't really fancy killing women and children <laughs> two tin toe is too damned arrogant in my view he needs a lesson to show him that he's not invincible and that we mean business right uh-huh. Let's cut his wife's legs off and his son's arms off. Right. My, my favorite part is when um, Tutinto comes in, played by Chen Quante, and he he gives what can only be called like a subtly curious facial expression. It's like he does not react at all. Isn't like, that great? Com- commensurate <laughs> to what's happened to his family. Yeah. He's just My like, wife's huh? been killed. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's it's like, almost, oh, wow. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> it's almost like they shot that when he was out at lunch or something and they didn't quite explain what he was. Yeah, that was into no, they, 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 they showed him walking on seeing that they had given him the wrong order from the restaurant. And that was the face that he made basically right. put in the movie. Just before that, when, um, they're discussing what they should do with the wife and child. There's a funny moment where uh, Dick Way's character says, oh, what about his guard, Juan? Why isn't he here? And then one of the other uh, Tinnan Tigers says, uh, he's out with him right now. And I was like, why do you know where he yeah. is? Didn't you guys come looking for him? Like, yeah. what's going on, dude? <laughs> is this a setup? <laughs> and there, there's a funny little thing, too, at least. so. Oh, the dub's great for this film. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, yeah. Another classic old uh, British dub. 
Yeah, it, there's a moment when they show the mother and son kind of studying in the parlor, and it, actually in the dub, they leave in the original audio. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> I was just weird. thinking, did you just not catch that, or and it was just too late, or yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Anyways. it's kind of cool. And then in the yeah. closed captioning for it, um, in parentheses, it says speaking Chinese. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Thanks, man. thanks. Oh, yeah, we should mention this is on uh, this is on Amazon Prime, yeah. and it is it looks really nice. But there's a lot of stuff in the movie where you can tell this was not meant to be seen in in HD. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's another one but of those was... beautiful celestial transfers yeah. with really saturated colors, and it's really mm-hmm. smooth looking. Looks beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, Tutin to ends up showing up. A little too late and uh, his wife has already died and his son's been injured and he gets revenge on the uh, three men immediately using his tiger style. So um, he's got like three special techniques that he uses. And um, this is another interesting thing between the the dub and the original audio. I don't know why, but they subtitle them differently. So in the dub, he says forest tiger for his first attack in the mm. original audio, he says black tiger attack. The huh. second oh, attack's gotcha. called the wind tiger, and he still does that. That's this, that isn't changed. But the third attack is called windmill tiger, and uh, the original audio subtitles it as big windmill. So big windmill. Yeah, I don't know. It's just some kind yeah. of localization stuff. Yeah, but. yeah. That's nah, I guess to make it f- flow. I guess. Forest tiger flows better than black tiger. I don't know. Yeah, black tiger is a really cool Capcom game from back. Oh, that is. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I like that game. (laughs) Um, But 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 yeah, yeah, so so his son was you know is still brave in the face of all this and um, tells his father that you know I didn't divulge anything even though they cut off my arms. (laughs) And then so then his father promises to immediately make him iron arms, Mm -hmm. and then um, it's cool because they do this uh, the they pull the focus out on the on the sun so it looks sort of blurry and it seems like maybe they're originally planning to then do a transition shot where then you would pull the focus in on the blurry old sun but it just cuts to a shot of these yeah. iron <laughs> iron arms and then yeah. i also love that the dad is like i've made you the iron arms and we're like how many years later but yeah. they, they they sort of explain it and you know a fair amount of the dialogue in crippled avengers is just kind of exposition for you know for the sake of it and for for the audience um but i'm i'm into it it's part of the fun of the movie i think my favorite line in the entire movie is right here because it cuts (laughs) to him as an adult and he has the iron arms he's like you know took a while son but i finally was able to make you these arms and he says right so far i've tried seven pairs but these are the best they also shoot darts <laughs> That's so great. And he just turns around and shoots darts at the hand. It's How crazy cool that, that like the, the darts the darts like really don't come back until like way late in the movie. Um Yeah, and, it almost it feels went, like they they added this after like, oh, we need to set this up earlier in the movie, so he just just shoot. I, well, I was totally over. having like a, a Game of Thrones meme, like he kind of forgot about the darts. Yeah, he kind of forgot how to shoot arms. But yeah, this is awesome. And yeah, also it's like you get a lot of exposition that's to the character that's the only other character that already knows that information. So it's just it's just really fun. And the thing that I really like is that this beginning of the film moves really fast and 
in your brain, I guess in your kung fu movie brain, you're like, okay, bad guys came and did some bad stuff. The father got revenge, and now the son kind of is carrying yeah. on the legacy. So, so he's so like yeah. the hero, right? In your yeah, head, he's, you're he's like, the yeah. crippled Avenger, of course. Yeah, exactly. But that's not at all what happens in this film and then the next scene is like hey we're the bad guys yeah father's like okay uh i captured the the sons of the guys that we got it wasn't enough that i killed those guys i now waited for their sons to grow up captured them and brought them to you so you can cripple them right how poetic (laughs) it's like poetry Uh, also get to see uh johnny wang lung way he is yeah. the uh, Mr. Wan, the the guard, yeah, like the, kind of like the, the boss. Yeah, the he's kind of so like he from the, like the number one to from judge in the, the last film to uh, to right hand man. Yeah, and I really I think he's kind of the, the like you're expecting the Venom mob to be like the the main five to to be really amazing, but he does a really great job in in this role. It's yeah, kind of the he's incredible. like he's really talented, but he's just he's kind of he's got all the connections. Yeah, yeah, totally. And really, the the fight against Johnny Wang Lung's character is like that. Almost would satisfy as the as the final fight, um, if you kind of yes, mm-hmm. if they went that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So following this, uh, we get introduced to uh, one of our other Venoms. And actually, they do an interesting thing in this film where whenever one of the Venoms shows up, they have their name written on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it's not the character in the film's name. It's actually the actors' the actor. names that are um, yeah. supposed to. Yeah, we've run into so, that in a couple movies. I want to say did that happen in Marshall Club? There was. There's some remember, Lau, Lau Garlong movie we were watching yeah. that came Well, out. It, it was in um, uh, Legendary Weapons of China. Ah, right. It wasn't the characters. It was actually the weapons that were displayed. So just yeah, kind of yeah. emphasizes the importance of the film. But mm. you can tell here that they were like, oh, people want to see these guys. So this is you yeah. know what we're showing. And there were other film. films of the 70s and 80s that would, you know, an actor's entrance would be accompanied by that. And then and some later transfers, those those sometimes are cut out. Those characters are sometimes cut out. Oh yeah, there or was the, another the inter- in the international versions. I should say. Yeah, there's another thing that um, I noticed too. I've got the Dragon Dynasty DVD of this, and uh, the opening titles has the logo written as "Return of the Five Deadly Venoms," and mm. um, on the Amazon version, yeah, I the, it says the Prime. Avengers. I think they cleared out. It seems like uh, some of the celestial transfers. I think worked this way where they must have gotten original elements that didn't have any of the title information so they're all newly redone mm. um and i think that yeah that's yeah and it just it says one. has the the of course the chinese name and then says crippled avengers underneath it yeah so this next bit we get introduced to our the the first of our 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 crippled avengers uh which is philip quack and it's cool to see Yay. you know cool to get to see all the you know, you're, it's like your old friends again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. And and this is if, yeah, I mean, for audiences that were excited about the Venom mob already at this point, they probably would have been less surprised as to who the heroes of the of the movie are. But yeah, I think if if you're sort of new to the Venom mob or new to kung fu movies, even yeah, I think the opening is like you're like you were saying, Carl, it's kind of throw you for for a loop. Um, mm-hmm. You're not really sure exactly who to who to kind of throw your weight behind um, especially because yeah, it's like the um our villains are just like so mean <laughs> and it's, you're not really <laughs> sure why i mean they try to explain it later in the movie it's like he hates the world because his wife was killed because 
His son was crippled. That's why he's mean to everybody. Goddamn tyrant! <laughs> damn you. <laughs> or something. It's like... Yeah. But yeah, but you gave him these awesome iron arms with darts, as he reminded you. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It seems... How cool is that? I would love that. I mean, I wouldn't love getting my arms chopped off. But give me some awesome gauntlets that can I like, extend and shoot darts. Dude, <laughs> so this is an adventure. It's an adventures movie with gauntlets. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, years, no. years, years earlier. <laughs> I'm I'm My almost positive coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm almost positive the Infinity Gauntlet already existed in 1978. But yeah, yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> anyway. Don't test wait. my Marvel knowledge, man. Oh, no, I actually, I think it might be early no. 80s. Yeah, oh, really? No, I think it's like mid to late 80s because Infinity mm. Gauntlet was like 91, I think. So, uh, yeah, come back to me on that. <laughs> okay, gotcha. so say, I am not. I am not the person to ask about comic book stuff, so. Yeah. Oh, uh, Infinity Gauntlet was my jam and, and when I was a kid. But, okay, yeah. so the other thing I wanted to say, though, was... Um, we're talking about people coming to see this to see the Venoms. And the thing that's interesting to me is that Cripple Avengers literally came out like three or four months after Five Venoms. You know, and, and like I said, <laughs> yeah. like Invincible Shaolin's in between these two films. Mm-hmm. So um, I just wonder how... How quickly they know, made them. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Like maybe it's one of these kind of fake it till you make it deals where we're like we're gonna make these movies and everybody's gonna love them so that's why they're establishing it this way but i wonder how instantaneous the uh, popularity of uh, this group that is a good question because you do hear about that um like say you know when lo way had jackie chan on contract he was making a lot of movies back to back boom 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 and it seems like they didn't really know when they were going to be successful until i think a few of them were finished and mm-hmm. I suppose also with Jackie with Snake and Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master, I'm pretty sure those were back to back before they even sort of knew what a success the first movie was going to be. So maybe that, yeah, maybe there's something and similar here. But I think oh. back in the day, uh, a name could really sell a film without people seeing it. Right. A lot so more like Chang Che had, had like such clout at Shaw Brothers, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know. Simon Yuen and stuff like that. So right, right. Maybe that's what's going on. It is interesting though. But yeah, okay. So we're, we're sidetracking ourselves a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> we're here in the end now, and uh, Philip Clock is showing up, and uh, Lo Meng shows up shortly after that. And uh, what happens is um, uh, Tu Tin To's crew, him and his son, and Juan and his guards. I'll come in looking pretty evil <laughs> and they walk right in and anybody <laughs> yeah. that gets in their way has to deal with them. And it's like seriously one of these situations, like if I do the like one wrong move, these guys might kill me. <laughs> right. So they, yeah, they're just bullies. They're quickly. just mm-hmm. straight Kung Fu mm-hmm. bullies. Yeah. Um, there's and Lu Fang uh, as, as Chu Cho Chang with the, the, you know, iron arms guy. Mm-hmm. He almost looks like a robot in some of these yeah. shots. Like he has like a very dead. He definitely look on plays it that way. He's almost walking like stuttery. Oh, also, we, uh, we forgot to mention. There's one scene after after the son kind of gets his sort of, I guess, like manufactured uh, vengeance, where we see his father like drinking tea in this house, kind of presumably alone and he's kind of like laughing in his tea about his plans but it's not an evil enough plot he's basically just saying what we just saw but his son is like looking like from the shadows and from what we know about 
any movie we've ever seen. This should be like, oh, I've discovered my father's secret plot. But it, it's kind of, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> nothing really scene. changes. Nothing really it's, happens. That's um, great. <laughs> it just sort of feels like they, sh- like the kind of scene you you needed to have here, but. Um, you, you sort of forget about it in the course of it, but just now kind of like going back through the movie in sequence, it's like, oh yeah, what was, why? Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. And I'm definitely going to make a gif of him, of him just maniacally laughing and pouring himself tea. It's just <laughs> yeah. such a weird take. It's really great. It also doesn't set you, because the very following scene is like, yeah, him going to the town, bullying everyone. And it's like, it's it's a little tricky getting your bearings in in the beginning, but uh, it's all good and definitely um, I think it's kind of even juicier rewatching it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they roll up into the inn and right away there's two young men that kind of get caught in like the crossfire of uh, this gang and uh, Mister Wan slaps the stuff out of this dude. You need to make a gif of that too. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there might have need one. to be like six or seven volumes of gifts because it's just like everything is so gifable in this. Yeah, movie. there's mm-hmm. so much just amazing visual stuff in this movie. Yeah, even just the still of Lu Feng just mean mugging. You can just use that for anything. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Dude looks so intense. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Lo Meng shows up and. Uh, he uh, he's the blacksmith. Out, yeah, he's a blacksmith. Yeah, and uh, he kind of uh, isn't afraid of the crew, and he kind of calls him out. And he's like not Marty afraid of his earlier. taking his shirt off. I can't even remember what his excuse is. He just like immediately <laughs> rips his shirt off. He's his like, excuse is that he's got sick pecs and abs. He's got <laughs> yeah, show. He's to like, the world. I know why you came to this movie. And <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so he kind of calls him out and uh, leaves, but then. Uh, Philip Clark's character, he's like, oh, I like this guy. He's not afraid to, you know, speak up. Mm-hmm. And they do not like that at all. <laughs> so well, it's funny. They're not even really hurling insults, right? Aren't they just kind of mm-hmm. describing what yeah. happened to them? Yeah. He just yeah. Like, yeah. He's just kind of like, hey, you're going around bullying people. You're just mad because your wife died and your kid's crippled. Damn you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then... Uh, Chu Cho Chang kind of confronts Philip Kwok's character and he and he says no hands. I've no hands. You've no eyes. We're even. I have eyes. And then he just shoots his hands into oh, his eyes damn. and gouges them out. Whoa. And there's like this big flash of red on the screen. Yeah, oh, and somewhere Quentin Tarantino is cackling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. There, I have read that the the red flash is something that was added to a lot of these films as a form of censorship. Hmm. Um, I I didn't see this movie like when I was a kid, so I don't know sure. for sure. But um, it's like I was saying, like Chang Che's films are known for all of this violence, mm-hmm. so you can imagine that there was some type of measure taken to help censor them which is funny because no offense to the effects department at shada brothers but i feel like if you saw the goofy hands just kind of poking his eyes it would wouldn't have as much of an effect as the you know that big sound effect in the red flash Mm -hmm. yeah totally 
But yeah, so he's and he screams for a really long time. Yeah. Like it's kind of oh, uncomfortable. Yeah. And there's a lot of like That's... high high speed slow motion of him mm-hmm. writhing around. That scream kind of remind me of Professor X in the X Men cartoons. Have you ever seen? Like, oh, there's like a super cut of Professor X screaming. I just recently turned a friend on to excuse me, Princess. He had hadn't been exposed. Really, to we got to follow oh. that up with. Probably as many as many bad cartoon lines as possible. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, yeah, so we've got our first injury here. On to the next one. So Mr. Wan and his crew show up at the blacksmiths, and they say that uh, Tutinto wants him to uh, uh, come with them. So he shows up there, and he's like, the the other thing is like you said with these like funny lines before they deliver their punishment. It's like they've premeditated all of these things. Like, <laughs> dude, I got this great line. Yeah, like, they, they have like a writer's the... room in the back to figure out what they're going to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, I just yeah. realized Lo Mang carries like a Thor hammer, like a Mjolnir kind of. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're doing this? Are, are we doing this? Dude, okay. You know what a fan I am? I'm going to catch yeah. every single little yeah, connection, man. Um, yeah, so he shows up at uh, Tutintel's palace and... He's like, Mr. Two wants you to drink it. And what's in it? A drug to make you mute and stop you cursing. Drink! And they grab him and pour it down his throat. And uh, it's really great. Like, even still, after he starts to lose his voice, he's, like, starting to write on the table. Yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll make you deaf, too. And... He does this palm strike to his ears, mm-hmm. and there's this really great like oh, uh, foley work for the uh, sound effect yeah. of him losing his hearing. You asked for it. I don't mind. From now on, you're deaf too. To me, I think the most brilliant part of the movie is um, how they use silence to depict mm-hmm. Lo Meng's deafness. It's really like stunning, like in a in a Shaw Brothers film from this mm-hmm. period. You're just not expecting. Um, that kind of approach yeah yeah and it's there's the shot of him in slow motion like rolling away and running into the city streets while everyone's like going to see if he's okay and it's just dead silent it's really it's really unnerving seeing slow motion and dead silence mm, yeah, yeah totally mm-hmm. and it's not the last time that they um yeah that they, they use a couple technique. more times and we get to see that uh philip Kwok's character chin shun uh, he has a stick now, and he's just like trying to kind of feel his way uh, around. Right, and and he, he also has he, like a bandage over his eyes. Um, yeah, uh, but he's able to run into to Wei and uh, Lo Mang's character, and it's cool because we get to see like just right from the from the get go, they're all like like they're starting to kind of team up as these yeah. uh, you know terrible events are happening, and they have to overcome the hurdle of communicating when they don't have these senses. I mean, for any. Uh, elementary school teachers out there that have your kids watch the miracle worker the helen keller movie you should just have them watch (laughs) crippled avengers yeah totally yeah let's do it (laughs) you have all the same kung fu master (laughs) you have all the same like thematic material and um and more action yeah totally and yeah slightly more blood and um, just a little bit yeah I do like I've, the. Pairing. I haven't seen the Miracle oh. Worker recently. There might be some some kung fu fight scenes I didn't remember. So yeah, <laughs> um, that'll be our next film. Actually, we should. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do like that the could be a kung fu of, title. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> oh, the miracle worker. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's isn't the miracle fighters. Miracles. The name one. Miracle fighters is like a Yun clan movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we now get introduced to the third of our of our uh, of our venoms. Uh, we see uh, Sun Qian, uh, who is of course the scorpion in the last movie. Yeah, with those unforgettable eyebrows. Yes. Now his eyebrows mm-hmm. could get a credit of their own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he and it's I feel like he probably does the least of any of the crippled Avengers because yeah, he literally he's introduced just, last too. Yeah, because he literally just runs into Cho Chang out in the streets and is like, "Hey, watch where you're going," and then <laughs> they just cut his like, legs. Those are off. maiming words. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They say, uh, "Got to kill his feet." I'll chop his feet off. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll chop his feet off. Oh, oh man. man. And you know they'll do it. It's like. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a Conan O'Brien like skit. <laughs> I love it from the old you know, show. Yeah. How dare you look at me? <laughs> oh, it was, a, it was when Jim Carrey was. Like oh, playing yeah, Conan. When he played Conan. Oh, like, that's so great. <laughs> he like oh, pours the coffee on, scalding coffee on someone. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's back on YouTube now. Hey, did you just make eye contact with me, you piece of crap? Fire! <laughs> get out! And get me another one before you leave! It's also oh, sad because it's like, um, that's how the dude's mom was killed. And it's like, yeah. he's just... He's so you're just doing that right back. Yeah. yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> and then I guess off screen, he he crawls his way over to Wade's blacksmithy because next scene we just see him in there. And it's kind of it's funny because at this point, uh, Wade's kind of making uh making some lemonade out of the situation because he's like, hey, well, hey, we just all stick together, and I can support you guys just by my blacksmith stuff. I can still do it. And then mm-hmm. and right. then Juan comes in and says, "Hey, if you come to this, then we'll know and we'll beat you up." Yeah, they really right. put so they the blacklist his blacksmith. Yeah, they black his yeah. blacklist his. That's hard to say. Blacklist oh, his yeah. blacksmith. But again, it'd be cool in a little golden book. Like, <laughs> make a little like rhyme out of it. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> and then that's whenever we get introduced to the 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 last of it, which is uh, Cheng Sheng, who plays yes. Wang Yi. Uh, who was our kind of our our young learner in the yeah. the matter the, the knowledge a, of all of the venoms, but master of none. Totally, and in one. that film, he had to kind of bottle up his martial arts prowess really through most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And here, he really gets to kind of enter the scene as almost like a kung fu Superman. And yeah, it's an amazing sequence. Wow. Mm-hmm. I I definitely think that kind of colors my opinions of him in this film you know uh like you said we didn't really get to see a ton out of him in the last film and in this movie uh not only his character arc but just his physical prowess is it's so cool in this one and he literally says i will avenge you to the three crippled people (laughs) right which at this point i'm thinking oh he must be the crippled avenger and and we have you know only 20 minutes into the movie and we already have our 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 avenger (laughs) also yeah you're you're probably racking your brain as to like what disability these bad guys yeah because they already got rid of arms this has got this has got to be it right and I was thinking they can't get rid of the sense of touch. That'd be kind of a weird, that'd be a weird thing to get rid of. So right. what else is left? 
They cut out his tongue. <laughs> they effectively cut out Lo Mang's tongue. Oh, right. You're right. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a- he after, can't like, smell. That- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so following the uh, a great little uh, fight sequence, he's chained up and he's you know their prisoner, and they make some remark about. Um, they ask him his name, which I guess is the like supposed to be like an intelligence test or something. Um, <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know your name, do you? Um, <laughs> let's see. It's like let's see how you fare with you yeah. know the kung fu lobotomy we were talking yeah. about. And it's that is a brutal a brutal yeah. scene. Um, Man, um, I I really would like to talk about that fight between oh please uh, let's long long way it. yeah it's so and Ching Shen because like. It it's crazy to me. Um, you know, you're used to kind of this Shaw Brothers, these the last film and this film, the fights, the hand to hand fights are kind of these step by step choreography. It's and still it's much really, more about arms in most yeah, of those films. But yeah, the weapon fighting in this film, uh, oh like yeah. this sequence right here, it's incredible how quickly they're uh, attacking each other and moving in between, like uh, Wang Yi's. Chinese sword and Mr. Wan. He's using this uh, ball and chain weapon, and actually, um, it's called the meteor hammer in Chinese uh, history. It's an interesting name too, and I actually found out about that because in the original Gundam, the <laughs> mecha anime, the Gundam has a weapon called the Gundam hammer, and it's a ball and chain. Uh, and I uh. always wondered why is that, but it originates from uh, Chinese military. And um, yeah, seeing him oh, swing this awesome. around. At top speed, and actually, it's not undercranked at all. No, you see them no. uh, fighting like super close to each other with uh, these weapons. Yeah, it's and crazy really, you see fast in a few of these cuts. Mm-hmm. You see, it's really evenly matched uh, until uh, Dao Cheng uh, he jumps in and starts using his uh, iron arms, and uh, then he gets captured. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah. he. He's not gonna be the hero that we know him for much mm-hmm. longer. He'll be a different hero, actually. Yeah. But it's it's quite a difference. Yeah. But no, and the camera work here is legitimately amazing. Like there's yeah. some some shots that are a little like lower angles than you're used right. to seeing. And, and I, I think really there are fast. a couple of shots where there's some undercranking, but it's very very subtly done and mm-hmm. not not um not to the speeds that you'd see in the nineties or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's amazing stuff. But yeah, he gets he gets captured, and uh, we see the uh, the the. He's talking about some good camera work. There's some not great editing here, where he's like flipping to try to get away, and then it just kind of cuts to him getting his legs wrapped up in the chain. And it's like <laughs> right. it's yeah. like that, that doesn't quite make sense, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, after his punishment, they kind of discard him, and you see our other heroes are waiting outside, and they see him and they grab him. Well, and some of them they're like. That. Well, right, of course. <laughs> They're like, is this really the same guy? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> that's, um, that's cool because they play him very much as like very dignified and, and super intelligent and capable. Right. So then whenever he's like kind of has the kind of the mind of a child thing later right, on. Right, it's almost then... like, like dopey and Snow White or something. Yeah, like yeah. So so now our, our, <laughs> our Avengers are assembled. Yeah, and, Avengers yeah. Assemble. Yeah. <laughs> so they feel bad about this man that really was trying to save uh, them, or at least get revenge. And um, they're like, "Oh, I wish we could contact his family." So um, Akwe, the um man without the legs, he is digging in his clothes, and he finds a letter, and it 
says that it's from Eagle Mansion. So they're like, oh, he he must be from this place. So yeah. um, let's make a journey and take him back. So um, that kind of leads us to the second act of the film where all our heroes are making their way to the mansion and they're going to receive training from an old master. Yeah, this is maybe one of my favorite, like, wh- like in a kung fu film where training occupies like a bulk of it. This is one of my favorite stretches, and partly because it's maybe um, there's something so kind in the training. You know, this isn't like a cruel master that's like whipping you or beating you. Mm-hmm. These guys have already gone through so much, and the kind of elderly caretaker is, um, yeah, he's basically helping to rehabilitate them. And so, I don't know, there's something really kind of like positive and inspirational about all the training, yeah. I think. Definitely. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, there is a moment on their journey where you find <laughs> out a little extra about the character of Wang Yi. So he has been kind of reduced to this childlike state, but um, he's kind of causing trouble. He grabs this cart that Lo Meng is using to carry the other disabled guys, and um, he kind of tumbles it over, and Lo Meng gets angry with him and starts to attack him, but you see that he evades him expertly. So mm-hmm. yeah. what you find so out like is that... he still has the muscle memory of his kung yeah. fu, basically. Yeah, he hasn't lost his kung fu, mm-hmm. and that becomes pretty important yeah. throughout the film. And just real quick, they stop at like a little tea house on the road, and uh, these kids start like throwing rocks at the, <laughs> at them, and so uh, Wang Yi just picks up some rocks, starts throwing them <laughs> right back at the kids. Right, and they like they know it's just going to cause trouble, so they so they all get away. And there's this amazing shot of the kids coming back around the corner with all their parents who are all all mad. Right, <laughs> they arrive at Eagle Mansion, and um. They meet with the master here and he hears their story and he says something along the lines of it would be incredibly difficult for any normal man to learn Kung Fu. But he decides that he wants to teach them each uh, specialized martial arts so they can basically get revenge on the man that did this to him. And um, it's cool here. They end up wearing like these white outfits, kind of cool, sets them apart. Uh, The one thing I also wanted to say is Lo Meng should really get commended for his acting in this film because mm-hmm. he he can't talk or anything and he's really yeah. animated in his, yeah. all his gestures yeah totally it's a lot of fun watching him uh, play with the other characters especially against wang yi when yeah. he gets frustrated <laughs> with him with <laughs> yeah well i like really i like cool too that um he was one of the only characters where his trade was like firmly established as a blacksmith and then he ends up putting that to use in forging these new like prosthetic legs yeah it's really cool uh, but yeah, that's this this next bit of the movie is them all figuring out how they can they can still learn and master kung fu even though they have all these uh, these issues. Uh, Philip Kwok learns how to to hear really well, so he can kind of see with his ears. Uh, Lo Meng learns how to like communicate with people like drawing on his hand. Yeah, Sun Chan's character gets the gets the like the iron feet basically. And he kind of gets superpowers from the, from the Iron Feet. Yeah, um, totally. I like how the uh, a big part of his training is just dealing with Wang Yi. Yeah, being such a brat. <laughs> As I was like, saying, Wang, Wang Yi just like... gets beat up, and that's how he gets trained. Right. Yeah, There's, yeah. They, uh, they're sort of teamed up in their training mostly. Sure, and it's like uh, Wang Yi is just kind of pushing him around, and he keeps knocking him over. And the master tells uh, Akwe like. 
hey, just give him a kick. He's still got his kung fu, so he'll be okay. So that's how he ends up practicing his kicks, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to attack uh, Wang Yi. Uh, Wei, Lo Meng's character, does this really cool training thing where there's this flaming uh, wheel, and he has to yeah, strike really cool. a pot in between, like, like the, the gaps of it. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. You see him very like trying to focus. Yeah, focus and he, on he's that. like trying to punch, and then he keeps checking his punches, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's really cool, and it's it's something that they keep coming back to in this. I guess you'd have to call it a montage. This part mm-hmm. of the part of the movie. yeah, it's definitely along the lines of a montage, but it's a lot a more like extended version of it because yeah. You get these kind of back and forths and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Philip Quack's character doing the, the kind of anime dart, like he's like throwing <laughs> yeah. these wooden stakes. At, I, I also at love that the, the teacher basically just makes him aware of it and he's immediately sort of has that <laughs> superpower. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It makes great. for a really cool scene. And also, I love the way he twitches his ear. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Can you guys can yeah. you guys do that? I can't. No. I, I, Joanna I, can do that. I can. My, but my wife can do it. It's hard to do it without just moving my eyebrows, but I can. Actually, oh, that's a funny thing is that Joanna was kind of half watching it with me when I was watching it one of the times. And she said, oh, when the master showed up on screen, she's like, oh, look, it's Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dang. No, like, and the, yeah yeah and then she said all the dudes like with their top knots and their long hair she said they look like ariana grande <laughs> <laughs> dude that's awesome a, there's joanna's takes for this episode dude this is a mad collab this is great <laughs> yep <laughs> oh man so um yeah what else can we say about this uh, training the, section of the film. The fight between, I think it's, uh, I think it's between Philip Kwok and Cheng Xian, the blind yes, and exactly. And that fight is amazing. Uh, it's amazing. almost, it's almost not even a fight. It's almost is literally a dance because they have it, like these it's rings. A, it's and... a beautiful sequence. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, yeah. This is one of those scenes. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys do this, but it's like there are definitely times where I'm just in the mood for a sequence. And so I have like, I don't know, maybe there are like 20 or so kung fu sequences that I just really love that will kind of like oh, nice. almost like center me or yeah, something I that gotcha. I'll go back sure. to. And God, this is one I really need to add mm-hmm. add to the list. It's just <laughs> beautiful. The thing I really like is just seeing one, the timing that they have with each other and two, yeah. um, these shots of them doing flips, a lot of them are far wide shots. So you see that the height that they're getting on these flips is all them. It's there are yeah, no, no trampolines. Uh, trampolines involved in these and seeing them. Yeah. Move the way they do. And, and their just, syn- yeah, their synchronization is like amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. yeah, yeah. I love the, the moment where uh, Wang Yi's like, he's faking it. He can see yeah. <laughs> he's doing so well, like with his perception that that's, that's he doesn't yeah. believe him and that's a great yeah. little like nod to the audience too i think it's it's cool <laughs> but i um i'm with you that i think um well uh Lo Meng like has some really amazing kind of acting challenge with his character and he's he's really incredible but even though it's subtle i, I do like how philip clock is always sort of sort of like looking away and he's never making direct eye contact with and crossing his eyes facing. a lot too yeah yeah. As, yeah especially in the third act of the movie he does yeah a lot of eye crossing. Uh, right before they kind of go out into the world, it's it's funny the the three of them, not including Quangi, are like kneeling before the master, 
I was thinking, I, I imagine there's a deleted scene where they tried to get Wang Yi to go in there and it just wouldn't work. So they had to, they had to kind of stake <laughs> yeah. it out on their own. <laughs> yeah, sure. But this, it's funny. You say this is definitely the last, like the, the final third of the movie, but it's actually like half of the movie is, yeah, is this true. final uh, act of them kind of getting their revenge. And also one realizing that they're trying to get their revenge and trying to basically take them out before uh two to uh it's the, the alliterative stuff gets me two tian toe because it's two tian toe and his son is chucho chank so uh <laughs> the thing yeah I, I, yeah sorry i keep thinking of the little golden book i feel like those names are gonna be awesome <laughs> We're just going to make it. I guess we have to. I guess we have to now. <laughs> we to, yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be, the, I, that'll be the cover art for this, and no one will understand why that is unless you listen to the episode. Oh, man, amazing. <laughs> I love how when they're ready to set out, you know, the master of Eagle Mansion says, hey, uh, I found out this dude's having his birthday party, so that's like the perfect chance for you to kill him. <laughs> it's like, it's whoa. Like, oh, man. <laughs> We're all kind of cold-blooded here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really great. So then, yeah, when it cuts back to the town, you see Tutinto and his son walking in. And I have to say, I was getting some straight-up Star Wars vibes from uh, him in the scene dressed in the black and red and his son's all in black. Yeah, oh, dude, guys, I yeah. get you. Yeah, it, that is cool. very Emperor Darth Vader kind of kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, this is only a year after Star Wars. I guess there's no Emperor, but definitely, you know, you could see some Vader a little. I mean, bit. I think Ian McDermott shaped his performance. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> cut, cut, cut off I his mean, legs. It is almost I like knew a dub guys voice when, that. You, when you think about it. It's like that'd be a great dub dub villain voice. <laughs> My tiger style. Yeah. yeah, that would be oh, that'd be amazing. The moment that came up, I knew you guys were gonna start doing voices. <laughs> it's a fun Damn voice it. to do. Uh, I've been doing so much of it. Like um, my friend Jeff, who we work together at the studio, is a giant Emperor fan, going back to when he was a kid. And um, yeah, the Emperor voice is coming up all the time. We're <laughs> nice. With it, we get the the beginnings of the the revenge is. Uh, we get to see. I have to. I have to keep in mind the character's name, the actor's name, and what their their thing is. I have to keep looking at my at my little cheat sheet. Yeah, I um, think whatever is the easiest to to kind of refer to them as because yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a lot to <laughs> yeah keep straight. But uh, Philip Quat comes in with the with his with his you know his his uh, stick for for seeing around, but his uh, has like this flag on it that has uh, uh, has letters on it. And it is, it's kind of, uh, of course, you know, if I knew Chinese, I could read it instantly because you can see all of it in this part. But in the subtitles for the uh, Amazon version, it doesn't actually tell you what it says until the very end of the fight, which is really kind of thematically works really well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, He's basically like a fortune teller. Yeah, but yeah, and then the sign says "wonderful foresight" <coughs> on it. Uh, so oh, whenever nice. he's so whenever he's doing, uh, you know, so it makes sense as a fortune teller thing. But after he does like this whole fight where Wan's men don't like are kind of underestimating him, and then uh, having to kind of regroup. Whenever he finally just sticks it in the ground, and you can see it in the in the shot, then it pops up in the bottom. Wonderful foresight. Yeah, that's really cool. 
Uh, but this 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 scene is just it's it's a whole lot of like they're underestimating the blind man. Like one of them pulls out his chair from underneath him, and he just yeah. almost does like the Wong Fei Hung, like just kind of sits and yeah sits with that chair and then pulls it up. Yeah, and Wan does this thing where he's offering him tea, but he shatters the glass, and um, it, he's trying to trick him to get him to injure himself, but. He already sees past that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he has his own cl- even yeah, though, this is a great little sequence. Even though Daredevil was, I'm sure he was on the Avengers at some point. He's mainly known as being a member of the Defenders. You could see uh, a little bit of Daredevil right here. Mm-hmm. Ooh, totally. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish that show had kung fu choreography in it. Like some of the fights, <laughs> some of the fights aren't bad. They're not bad. I'm not going to say they are. Yeah. but I feel like the, I think there's a perfect opportunity to you know, fly someone over from, from Hong Kong to, to do your show. Right. You know, now that you mentioned that, there was this thing I saw with that uh, Master Z uh, film that Yung Wu Ping just uh, released. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was an interview with him, and he said that James Wan had approached him about doing the fight choreography in Aquaman. Huh. And oh, was, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah he was busy doing uh, Master Z, but yeah, I think... You know, let's get some Yung Wu Ping in Hollywood again. That'd yeah. be great. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, if James Wan, you know, asked him once, I could see him in his, you know, asking sure. him again, whatever his next film was. And Marvel's got that, uh, I guess they're developing uh, Shang-Chi as a Marvel film. So it would be such a great opportunity to get some... Oh, you that's know, a must. Some great like uh, Hong Kong action or some great fight choreography. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I know I don't want to bring up Marvel movies and again, but a little late for that. I yeah, <laughs> no, I personally feel good. like it's it's overdue, like for some really great fight choreography mm-hmm. and yeah, a totally. Film. Well, just in general, I mean, movies that cost that much to make and um, bring in that much in the box office. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Um, in- include the best of the best mm-hmm. you know behind mm-hmm. the camera um, yeah totally totally mm-hmm. all right well let's move yeah, forward. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, what we find out is that tutin to in the lead up for his birthday has uh, invited some other martial arts uh specialists to town to celebrate but um uh, mr Wan, after his encounter with uh philip kwok's character chen yeah. shan I believe his name is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He kind of takes it on himself to uh, enlist these experts to kind of secretly take out these guys before they cause trouble. Like you can see that he's it's kind of touching. He's like, I don't want Tutinto to have to worry about this. So I'm going to take care of it myself. You know, it's like he's so concerned with it. Yeah. See, I was I was (laughs) Um, kind of reading it as I don't want boss to get mad because it's almost his birthday. Oh, yeah, you could see it that way, too, right? Um, So there are two men here, uh, Mr. Lu and Mr. Lin, and each of these men are kind of uh, experts in their own way. They demonstrate it a little bit. They show uh, Mr. Lin uh, using, like, this kind of slingshot. Do anyone else think that Mr. Lin looked like a bird? Because he kind of looks like a bird. He totally looks like a bird. (laughs) He has, like, these really slanted eyebrows and (laughs) Mm -hmm. the big old nose. He looks like a bird. Almost like Condor Man or something. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Uh, Continue. Um, And the other man, Mr. Liu, he just seems like he's, like, kind of, like, a physical expert. They show him kind of stepping over candles. These two guys are enlisted by Mr. Wan to take out 
our gang. And um, shortly after that, you see uh, Lo Meng arrive at the inn again. And um, he's got this new outfit. It's pretty cool. Like he's got this big medallion around his neck. And uh, what you find out is that he kind of uses that and like these arm braces as like mirrors Mm -hmm. to help uh, overcompensate for his uh, hearing loss. Yeah. And, um, and I'm pretty sure that his at... his brown like vest thing is the exact same one that he was wearing in in Five <laughs> Venoms. Oh, yeah, of course. It, yeah, it definitely seemed like that. <laughs> so he's kind of hanging out on the balcony, and Juan and his men show up and tell everybody to leave. There is an interesting, uh, unnecessary uh, translation change to where he tells the innkeeper you know, leave for uh, two hours. And in the original audio, it says leave for four hours. <laughs> so I don't know. I have no idea why that yeah. was changed. But yeah, they're yeah, all perched up, ready. Up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, the lift ready. flaps work better for two versus four. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, or or it, what, yeah. what it probably was, it was probably uh, leave for two hours. Oh, wait, the line actually says four hours. Uh, we got five more. We have five more <laughs> movies we have to dub today. So... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um yeah, so like I said, <clears throat> Wei is waiting up in the balcony and they're kind of setting up a trap for Chen Shuan, Philip Kwok. And um he uh he shows up, but um Lo Meng's character, he he thwarts the ambush. They've got that Mr. Lin kind of perched up in a, like a camping spot like a sniper yeah. <laughs> with yeah. his little slingshot which is funny to mm-hmm. think about <laughs> and it's kind of adorable um, the the two of them fighting together they're like holding hands so that they can communicate with each other and it's kind of right. it's kind of cute seeing them like holding hands and like walking around and stuff later <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally but yeah that's that's a really cool fight seeing the two of them like you know literally working hand in hand with each other yeah and you get to see this uh mr Liu fighting he seems to be using uh kicks a lot and uh you actually yeah. get to see hand-to-hand fighting between um wang long Wei and philip kwok which is really cool yeah they've got his uh wooden staff was like a metal staff in disguise yeah, <laughs> that's so cool i forgot about that <laughs> they- they unsheathe it. It's really cool. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the two-on-two choreography and how they kind of uh, switch between partners is really cool. So they have this short encounter. They realize that, hey, it didn't work. So then they're like, all right, we're out. So they leave again. And we, uh, we get to see the, this, this master kind of showing off his strength by, by breaking the, that, uh, what do you say it was called? The something hammer? Yeah, it's called the Meteor, Meteor Hammer. hammer. Meteor yeah. Hammer. This is another one of the masters. His name is Ju. And um, he's like kind of like this orthodox kung fu man. Mm-hmm. You see him make these comments towards Mr. Lin, the weapons expert. Like, oh, you need to use weapons, huh? He's like, uh, <laughs> right. whatever. <laughs> like, you're just some scrub. I'm like the real dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he proves it by smashing up that meteor hammer. It wraps around him and he uses his strength to erupt out of the chain. Superman style. Yeah. Not a Marvel character, but it still works. Still works. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and he even has the cape, so. There yeah. we go. <laughs> it all comes together. So we should talk about um Mr. Luke trying to ambush Way, the blacksmith, and getting killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a great sequence yeah. and yeah, because it starts nice off have, with, having like a nighttime fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. it starts off with way like he kind of is going back to his old uh, his old blacksmith shop, which is like all covered in dust and cobwebs and stuff. 
and yeah, and we get to see this kind of uh, this assassin kind of coming in to to take him out. It, it, and this is again some amazing kind of weapon work where uh, the assassin guy grabs like that that big long like sledgehammer that we saw from before. And it kind of becomes like a sledgehammer versus like a wrench or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or no, it's like a, it's like tongs or something because that's how because that's how he how he beats him at the end is he stabs him with these these tongs and squeezes him back and forth. It's pretty rough. Yeah, I I like the, the settings really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, involving the kind of cobwebbed uh, blacksmith and it's kind of like this nighttime scene with the kind of more uh, sunset lighting. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this definitely and, uh, feels more like a Golden Harvest um, fight sequence. Just like the, the staging, the choreography, the the setting. It's real, yeah, really, really a great little scene. So what happens here is that Mister Wan sees the dead body of Mister Liu, and he's like, "Damn, <sighs> my secret like plan is like falling apart. Like this ain't good. Like one of the birthday party members is dead now. <laughs> like what kind of <laughs> right. birthday party is this gonna be?" <laughs> Hey, I really wish Mr. Lou was here. I really was looking forward to meeting with him again. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, so this is, this is like the first fight sequence when finally the villains are starting to kind of uh, exploit um, the disabilities of our, yeah. our Avengers here. Um, and these are, yeah, these are all pretty, pretty ingenious. And it's really cool how many ways the film is able to pay off the premise here the this is one of my favorites with the guards like clanging these almost like sim yeah these symbols yeah these big basically. like gongs and yeah the way it's mixed in the soundtrack too it's like you're reaching for your volume yeah. to turn this down yeah oh yeah totally um i was thinking like i wonder if that would be something where they would think it would disable this guy but it actually might like increase his sensory yeah perception. just like he goes you into know, hulk like, mode or something He's like, yeah man it's like these ultrasonic waves are just giving him a perfect view of everything around him but i i definitely like you know them taking this measure to try and defeat him all the while uh way the blacksmith is fighting against mr Wan, and uh yeah like I said, like, seeing Johnny uh, Wang Long Wei do his thing in this film is really great. Dude is a, a great fighter, and, yeah, it makes you think, like, man, why was he just the judge in Five <laughs> Venoms? <laughs> right. Nice. <laughs> uh, he probably did six other fight sequences that day, so that was his, that was his rest movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's way sweeps in and, and takes out all the, the gongs so that the Philip Clock character can can take out all the all the guards. Yeah, and they they do this other thing where they're like gonna turn out all the lights. Uh, but just as they're about to do that, um <laughs> Mr. Ju shows up and he's like, dude, I don't He's basically like, some, how dumb are you guys? Yeah, some dumb stuff, man. Like, don't you understand that you're gonna be in the dark too? And he's like, get out of here. I'm gonna take care yeah. of this. And this sets up this really, it's almost comical, yeah. this scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, trying to get him in the dark isn't too smart. The deaf one can't see then, but then neither can you. And for sure, as far as the blind one goes, he'd love that. That way, he's in his element. They're like, huh? <laughs> but maybe they it's had awesome. that, um, that metal uh, head scruncher thing. <laughs> or something. The, the kung fu lobotomy yeah yeah oh no so mr ju he comes up to uh 
Wei and Chen Shen, he's like, hey guys, like, I'm super strong, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you guys give me three strikes, each with your fists and your feet. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to kill you. So they're like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I like he, he says it as though um, he feels bad about fighting disabled people. But um, as it goes on, you can tell it's like, oh, this is really just like a show off intimidation yeah. mm-hmm. tactic. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I love it. Yeah, it's like amazing. you're expecting this big fight scene, but you get this kind of comical, uh, you know, like set piece thing. <laughs> like, um, so... Lo Meng does a really great job of his uh, expressions here. Are, I mean, this will probably be half of the gifts, I think. <laughs> yeah. Lo Meng's expression. And then when he like <laughs> spits on his hands and does like a, like a loony tunes, like yeah, windmill wind up. Um, yep. I'm going to swing my arms and walk towards you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So his uh, strikes do nothing. And then uh, Chen Shun does his strikes do nothing. So uh, just when things are going to get bad for them, <laughs> then we finally get to see our iron legs come out. <laughs> um, and I love that it, the way I kind of saw it is he hears him say, this is the like, you're going to try your your iron feet. And he's kind of thinking it's like a metaphor of, of iron feet. Yeah, totally. And then, yeah, it's like a yeah, style. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. How the, yeah, his knowledge of like, kung fu language kind of defeats him <laughs> yeah it's he's like perfect. oh so you're iron feet okay mm-hmm. let's do this but then wang yi comes out and he almost ruins it for them he's like hey uh i wouldn't do that because he's really got iron feet <laughs> and they're like be quiet be quiet <laughs> oh, and man. so they look at each other <laughs> and so he gives him this kick and this is probably one of the more violent things we've seen in in some of these yeah, movies because he gives him this kick and like there's a bunch of blood, but then you see like one of his intestines is hanging out. Yeah, it's messed up. And he just like tucks it into his belt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really oh. Mortal Kombat yeah. is a fatality. Oh, dude, yeah. totally. <laughs> he pulled his guts out. <laughs> uh, and then it's pretty raw because he like it looks like he's about to grab and flip over this table, but whenever he grabs it, he just stops and he's just like stunned there and just dies standing up, holding onto this That's... table. That's so cool to me. Mm-hmm. The the ultimate heroic death of a man just standing mm-hmm. up while they're dead. <laughs> it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So by now the guys are like, "All right, we killed this guy too." And um then uh Juan and his crew like come to see him and they see him standing there and when they go over the they move the table and he falls to the floor dead. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh <laughs> yeah, what what's the line here that Yeah, um Chen Shun has like this is like I think my favorite line. He says, "This guy is a real brave man. The reason he got himself killed was he mixed with you. And for his sake, I'll let you take the body away, and then get out of here." Yeah. Whoa, that's so awesome! Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> and then this kind of uh, this kind of what's getting us set up for our for our finale because this is now whenever. Uh, Tutin Toe finds out what's really been going on. Yeah, and he's like, You've never screwed up this badly. That's <laughs> yeah, great. You worked for me for a great number of years, but you never screwed up like this. It's funny watching watching it back. We should have a gif of the um, the hand language that they that they use. 
Um, mm-hmm. There's a scene after that where Lo Meng like hurriedly is doing the hand language on uh, Philip Kwok's hand. <laughs> it just reminds me of texting for some reason. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. He's, like, texting nice. on his, uh, on his palm there. It's <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so finally, uh, Tu Tinto decides that he has to get involved with this. So they show up at the inn looking for the guys and uh, Lo Meng and Philip Kwok are there. So they want to do this thing where they're gathering intelligence from that tiger style because the master from Eagle Mansion says, hey, you guys aren't going to be able to defeat this dude without knowing his style. And uh, they set this up so they have an encounter where Tu Tinto does his basically his three attacks that we mentioned earlier yeah. in the film. So once they see those moves, they're like, all right, we got to get out of here. And then they escape. So this is the first little encounter between them and uh, Tu Tinto. So the, the guys run back and um, they're like, all right, we got this information. And uh, they know that the birthday is tomorrow. So um, that's when they're going to make their like plan to do this final attack against uh two tinto and his mm-hmm. family yeah whenever they finally get there you can see that they kind of they kind of pulled out all the stops for uh for stopping our our crippled avengers they have like these a bunch a ton of these huge drums lining the the entryway yeah they have all these mirrors that are ready to like shine in their eyes yeah it's like a Spare no it's expense. almost like an yeah. art piece like mirror that you'd see at like a craft fair or something that would be like way yeah more expensive than it should be <laughs> i bet they bullied their way into like a really unfair price <laughs> totally yeah you they forced somebody like. to make it yeah <laughs> or maybe his wife really liked them oh. and she thought that he, he held on to them in her honor and it's like i'm gonna put these good right. use <laughs> right <laughs> and so yeah it, it ends up being a two versus two situation where yeah. uh, Wan and Mr. Lee are fighting Wei and Chen. And um, I love the way Wang Yi kind of is in the middle of all of this fighting, kind of just right. being a troublemaker still. <laughs> he He's kind of doing his cartwheels around. He sees the drums, so then he starts knocking the drums mm-hmm. over, and he's dancing through them yeah. all and um, smashing them up. We were saying that he felt kind of Monkey King-ish in the last movie. He definitely feels Monkey King in right. this one. Oh, totally. totally. Good, this good kind point. of playful mischief yeah. that he's all about in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expertly suited for uh, Song Wukong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, once he's like starts pushing them down and destroying some of these these drums, then then that gives the other people the, the opportunity to to start start kicking some butt. Yeah. I also love when uh no, I think it's Philip Kwok is like smashing all the mirrors with his staff um one by one. So, yeah, that's that was a really cool shot. Yeah, he's like poking yeah, them. Yeah, really cool. And the meteor hammer's been repaired now. There's a funny moment earlier after it gets smashed that where Mr. Wan's like Man, I'd really like to do something, but that guy messed up my weapon. How am I gonna fix it? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> and they like feel bad about it. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, Mr. Lee ends up getting owned by uh Philip Kwok and his staff, and uh Juan meets his demise in this fight actually by his own meteor hammer. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting strangled by that weapon. So uh no birthday party for these guys. <laughs> Yeah, definitely crash this party. <laughs> uh, but he is the he's kind of the third to last boss of of the movie because next up we get to see the the original the original uh, crippled guy 
uh, Chu Cho Chang coming in and fighting with his metal arms. And yeah, that's that's at this point, this is when we do get to finally see the the darts in action. Yeah, this uh, whole sequence is amazing. This is what one of the things that we were talking about earlier where it's um, so acrobatic. Mm-hmm. For yeah, me, yeah. I can see somebody being critical of it where it's like, are they, you know, it's like more of a dance than yeah. a fight. Right, like is, does it have a lot of like power and mm-hmm. impact and stuff? Yeah, and tension between uh, the opponents. The, right, right. I forget where it was, but I remember... Um, it was an interview with Jackie Chan and they're talking about the rhythm of fight choreography and how Jackie's saying how there's always a rhythm, but actually the viewer shouldn't be aware uh, too much of the rhythm. I think if he's, he says, I think if they know the rhythm too much, it kind of takes them out of the fight. Mm-hmm. And I, I think oh, you can, so interesting. yeah, kind of see that in some moments here. I'm not taking away from it though. I think it's still sure, really, yeah awesome to see and it's cool to see these uh peking opera performers Mm -hmm. working together and showing how you know their their expertise in rhythm and their expertise in acrobatics it's really cool but yeah when you see lo ming like or i mean uh philip kwok like swinging around and they're kind of doing these backflips and cartwheels with each other it's like are you guys fighting each other are you guys having yeah. fun <laughs> and they do a yeah, bunch maybe of they like, don't have to be mutually exclusive yeah, yeah. that's true <laughs> and they do a lot of like yep. like almost like just circus kind of tricks where like they'll do like the human wheel thing right, where like the right. two of them just roll on top of each other they do like a leapfrog a couple of times they want because they have the, those metal rings and at one point, he kind of just holds up the metal ring and someone just dives through it. Yeah, yeah. I like how they actually set that up, though, because those rings are actually what the mirrors were yeah, framed yeah. in. Yeah, that was and, really cool. Uh, yeah, Wang Yi's just kind of, he's outside of the fight. He's just having fun. And then he gets bored while he's yeah. playing with the rings. And he's like, oh, I'll just take those over. Yeah, that's yep. great. <laughs> oh, there's one so, bit yeah. where... Uh, they're doing uh, like they dodge out of the way and Lu Fang just just like lands straight on his back just jumps up in the air and just lands straight on his back and it cuts immediately yeah. away and I almost wonder if that like s- something didn't go right in that shot and they had to stop it <laughs> oh, he's like yeah, oh oh totally okay hang on <laughs> there's also a moment that I love in this film it's I, I time stamped it in my notes there's like a moment where Wang Yi and uh, Lu Feng, these guys, when they're jumping around with the rings, there's a moment where one of the extras that's like laying down in the background, he puts his head up and you can tell he's just straight up watching them. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and I was like, I saw it and I was like, wait a second, what's happening here? And it's like, yeah, the dude's just like, oh, I'm going to check this out while I'm laying here dead. Oh, man, I, I love him. that. Yeah, I can't believe really, it. Oh, oh, that's Yeah, awesome. it's really funny. <laughs> so look for that when you're watching the film there's also the moment where um Akwe, the um dude with the iron legs he the moment where he enters the uh scene he's like peeking up over the rooftop and you can totally see the seams on the backdrop from the clouds yeah <laughs> yeah i saw <laughs> like that you can just straight up see him i i liked i posted that yeah uh within our chat and yeah <laughs> Yeah, Matthew's yeah, like, this... uh, yeah, this wasn't supposed to be seen in HD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's like the Truman Show end of the world. Yeah. Like, kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's like totally. when you, you then said, well, it's not HD, it's in DVD. And I was like, that's still too HD. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, it was still too HD. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but so this this fight ends with kind of he finally uh, Lu Feng finally shoots out the darts and it kind of slows down uh, Wang Yi. But then what finally gets him is um, earlier we also saw his like go go gadget arm extender thing. Oh. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> and he uses that here to kind of do the finishing blow on Wangi as uh, as Philip Clock does the final, like finally chokes him out. Yeah, right. They pincer him between behind. two rings. Yeah. yeah, and it yeah it it's it's cool. I like I said, I ended up really liking Wangi in this film. And yeah, he's it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really sad seeing you know this kind of cheerful, kind of troublesome mm-hmm. dude. He's the guy that ends up dying out of the group. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just really, but in some ways it has like the most impact because it's like, yeah, you're totally, you, uh, he's like the only like overt comic character Mm -hmm. and you're just not, not expecting that that could happen. Yeah. And that's actually, that reminds me something that happened earlier, uh, right before they leave the master, the master says this amazing line that crippling can be remedied, but not mental crippling though. And you're totally expecting right. him to say, like, Wang Yi, because he had the little body thing. But he says, Like Tu Chin to, who's perfect physically. But then when it comes to his mind, he is hopelessly crippled. And I was like, ooh. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really cool. Speaking of that, that's our that's our final our final boss. Yeah. And the, the final bit, whenever all three of them are, are going after him, it's like it's there's this cool like crane shot from overhead where we can see the three of them yeah, that is going great. at it all at once. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I, I like we said earlier, there are moments where it's like, oh, uh, it's kind of you kind of wait the choreography turn, but... kind of. Yeah, you like who's next? But it still looks really cool, and you're still really invested in seeing Tu Tinto get what's coming to him because mm-hmm. he's been such a villain throughout the whole film. And actually, like he doesn't get a lot of uh, fighting screen time, so right. they really mm-hmm. squeeze a lot out of it, this last sequence. And this is also pretty dang similar to the end of uh, Five Venoms because yeah, like, definitely we even Where see we're a... fighting inside like the you know the master's mm-hmm. house kind of set, yeah. It definitely looks like a similar setup too. It could very that. well be the exact same yeah, set from a different angle. Set, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we even get to see someone do like a little little spin kick on the ground. Uh, one of the people does kind of run up on a wall and do like these impossible flips. It's yeah, you can totally see the. You can literally see well. the strings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's funny because it just didn't feel like a necessary. Um, move i don't know it was uh, yeah it is almost like a nod to uh to the last movie though um mm-hmm. like seeing that wall that wall climb yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah i totally see that and that's the kind of uh tag technique fatality that you yeah. see in in the end of this mortal combat <laughs> yeah uh yeah they they grab his arms they grab his legs and they leave it for aqua and his iron feet mm-hmm. to finish off to tinto mm-hmm. and that's how the that's how they were to finish the movie and he, yeah. they, it's um, Phil Kwok asks if they got him, and Lo Meng grabs his hand and does like the sign thing saying that he did it. And yeah, again, it's adorable so cool. because the two of them walk off holding hands. <laughs> it's it's kind of <laughs> cute. I think that's a really cool thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in the last film, they're kind of the couple that are paired together, kind of closer than everyone else and in this film as well you kind of see this um brotherly relationship i could almost interpret it to be more than that depending on your perspective Mm -hmm. and i think that that's cool that that exists you know where it's like 
there's all of this manly brotherliness. Yeah. But if you really wanted to read into it in if different you ways, to, like, you ship could these guys. Or oh, you totally should. You these could guys. totally. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. totally do that, and I I think that's really cool. Hey, it's uh, oh, it's Pride, Pride Month. Month. Yeah. Oh, hey, there you there go. We go. Pride <laughs> Month. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, so the thing that I think is really funny too is like they walk out, and it's like, damn, they left Wang Yi's body just laying back there <laughs> with everyone, all the bad guys. They just show him walk away. They didn't even grab him. <laughs> that is cool though. I think as the final, as the <laughs> credits are showing up, we see them walking out, but it doesn't just close on them walking out. You actually see them walking all the way through everything, and there's like the overhead shot of all the dead people just laying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really cool. Yeah, so this was a great time. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I, I think I like it more than Five Venoms. Five Venoms is great too, and uh, rightly so. It's you know um, held up as it should be, but mm-hmm. um, I think anybody that's seen that should really oh, take yeah. a chance to totally. watch this film as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like the like uh, Five Venoms is a classic for sure. But I think Crippled Avengers is kind of a, a cult classic that still really holds up just from like a visceral, you know, choreography perspective, too. And it's, uh, yeah, a very simple story, but a really powerful story. And not some, if, you know, you're not as familiar with kung fu films, it's probably kind of a surprising story. Um, there's not like an equivalent uh, Hollywood movie with this particular kind of plot. Yeah, totally. There should be more things like this. You know where it's, like we said, like, it's not, they're disabled, but, you know, they're heroes, and it's not like they kind of are, you know, crapping on them, you know, throughout the beginning of the movie. You could you yeah. could see it, like, in, in a film, maybe in Hollywood or something, a lot of the beginning of the movie would be, like, society shunning these people, mm-hmm. and then right. them overcoming that and winning the audience over, mm-hmm. and that's not the case at all in this film, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we actually we see a lot of people trying to help them out too, like the guy giving him yeah, the stick and really everything. Cool. Even the the non main characters. The, right. In fact, the yeah, only people like that said, are really yeah. crappy to them, with a bunch of little kids. <laughs> Rightly so, damn yeah. kids. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, we were saying at the beginning how it might not depict um, disabilities in a way we're familiar with in the West, but it is really, I think, overall really positive and. I don't know. This movie really stands apart, I think, from kind of its neighboring kung fu films. Like you were saying, Carlos, it's anything that has some success in Hong Kong in this period was, you know, going to be immediately copied. So there are some other movies that, uh, you know, tried to use some of these kind of elements of the crippled fighters. And handicapped fighters is definitely something you see in Japanese and Hong Kong films mm-hmm. with, you know, maybe like like a one arm swordsman or one arm boxer. Um, or like yeah. a blind, a blind but, samurai or yeah. something like that. Zatoichi. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, nothing that nothing that quite handles it the way that Crippled Avengers does. Yeah. yeah. Check it out, guys. Oh, yeah, definitely check it out. Again, it's on Amazon. The uh, You said the Dragon Dynasty DVD is a little, a little lacking compared to some of the others, but it's still it's a good a, transfer. It's a bare bones release. Yeah, but you can still find it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, if you want that the dvd format in your home and i know a lot of people that listen to this probably do uh you can still grab it <laughs> well at least it has the like original cantonese soundtrack on it right because yeah the yeah, prime sure. prime version just has the dub which i mean i'd probably recommend the the dub if mm. uh, someone has seen this before but um it's yeah awesome to have both of those on the dvd mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for checking us out. If you like the show, then please leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. 
Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes the Number Three Podcast on all of them. Thank you so much to the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit if you're checking us out from there. And Carlos, you have a special plug for this week, right? Yeah. So uh, just recently, a uh, game was released on Steam. I believe it's available on itch.io, which is a um, web service of games as well, and Humble Bundle. Um, it's called Risk System, and it's a horizontal shooter, kind of in the vein of Gradius yeah. and R Type, kind of these old school shmup. uh shmups. <laughs> yes, and um. <laughs> yeah. I've actually uh, had a part in the formation of the game. I was playtesting it for like two years and it was made by a couple dudes and they're super cool guys. And the game is great. If you like any of those old games or if you like kind of like bullet hell shooters, um, this is a great take on it. And it's it's so much fun and challenging. Oh, um, so you can't can wait check to risk- play the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, check it out. It's it's out online right now, and it hopefully will be out on consoles soon as well. Very cool. Yeah. So, going back to you again, Carlos, what is our training for next week? So, um, yeah, I kind of alluded to it while we were recording, yeah. but the next film we will be covering is Invincible Shaolin, which is a movie that came out slightly before this film, and it's also starring the Venom Mob. Um this is a cool film in a different way. So we're going back to kind of our Shaolin or roots in Heroes 3. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Venom mob's going to be pitted against each other once again, um, pretty directly this time. Some representing North Shaolin, some representing South Shaolin. And uh, yeah, it's, it's super cool. And I can't wait for us to talk about it. Awesome. I can't wait to watch it. Sweet. Well, until next week, where we're taking a look at Invincible Shaolin. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Remember your training. Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.